Welcome to Simple Pleasures, a podcast about finding the joy in the everyday. Each month, I'll be sharing the little things that make me feel good, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. Let's make our everydays the most joyful of all. Hi, it's Carrie, and welcome to the penultimate episode of Season 2. From grief to books to autumn, Hazelig and back to estrangement. I have loved this season, so thank you so much for listening. I've got a quick favour to ask you before we dive into this episode, which is if you have also enjoyed the season, then please do share it with a friend, whether in person or on social media. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at It's The Simple Pleasures. So if you don't already, please follow me there for more everyday joy. If you could also spare a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast, that would be amazing. It helps the podcast reach more people and grow the Simple Pleasures community. Thank you again for making season two so much fun. But for now, let's get into this episode where we're talking all things failure. I have failed throughout my life. I failed in knowing what I wanted to do with it. I failed at getting a boyfriend at school. I failed at knowing how to wear makeup and wanting to go to parties on a nights out when I turned 18. I failed in my gap year to have big adventures and travel the world. I failed at university to feel settled in what I was studying. I failed in being queer and by coming out later in life and not looking how I thought I should look. I failed in my first job, struggling to adapt to post-uni life. I failed in my second job, to manage a commute and maintain my own sanity. I failed in my 20s in holding down a long-term relationship, and I failed by feeling lonely. I failed by taking another short course to change careers, and not quite being able to follow through with it. I failed when I became estranged, letting go of the most golden of relationships, family. I failed at keeping certain friendships going, the physical distance and change in lifestyles becoming an obstacle I couldn't overcome. I failed to do anything with my MA other than frame the certificate and return to the life I'd wanted to leave and change the year before. I failed in lockdown achieving nothing of note and having to return home at the end and recover from a long-awaited stretch of burnout and depression. I failed at not being able to lose weight and maintain a body that I'm told to aim for. I have failed at settling down and finding a place to call home. I have failed at my career again and again, working in jobs I do but do not love but do not know what else I'd do. I failed to tick off any of the major milestones I felt I should have by the time I hit 30. Marriage, children and a home to call my own. My list of failures goes on and on and only ever seems to grow. Society's expectations have weighed heavy on me over the years. Unspoken expectations that I never quite seem to reach or when I have, I feel completely indifferent at doing so. Failures. I'm sure you have a long list of yours too, 
and still wince at the moments where you feel you've fallen short. But in this episode, I want to try and rewrite that narrative. What if it's not about the fact that you failed at something, but instead it's about how you've dealt with that failure? What if it's about picking yourself up and trying again, and the vulnerability it takes to do so? If I think about what society would deem my biggest failures at 33, it would be my estrangement from my family, my lack of traditional ambition for my career, and my slowness to settle down and have a traditional family life. And on paper, that probably rings true for me. I don't have contact with my immediate and wider family, and that's something I'm still learning to manage better each day. I have a good career. I've worked in good jobs, in good places, but it's never been what drives me. Now I'm in my midpoint of my career and I don't want to climb any further. My ambition doesn't lie in what I do for a living. It's in living. It's not that I don't care about doing a good enough job. I do, but I care more about what it allows me to do outside of the office. And lastly, on settling down, it's hard to quite find the words. Since hitting 30, I felt the pressure build incrementally each day. Children. Whether I want them, whether I don't, whether I've planned how or when or what that will look like. And I simply don't have the answers yet. I know I'd like a family of my own at some point. But how and when and what that will look like remains open. As a queer woman, I feel I'm slightly let off the hook here compared to my straight female friends. But I still feel that pressure building now. And I know as I keep growing into my mid to late 30s, it will only feel stronger and more potent. But these big failures are also some of my proudest achievements. I feel incredibly lucky and proud of myself that I've been able to shape and rebuild my life outside of traditional expectations. My estrangement, which was and remains incredibly difficult, has also been a huge gift. Whilst I failed to maintain a healthy relationship with my family, I succeeded in growing a healthy relationship to myself. It gave me a deep appreciation and gratitude for my life and for my friends that helped me steady during such a turbulent time and became part of my chosen family. The grief of losing my family fueled me forward and continues to drive me to shape my life into something that feels good for me, rather than a life that looks good on paper. My career, which can sometimes feel slapdash and a little all over the place, is also testimony to my ability to make change. I leave jobs I don't like and that no longer serve me. I'm not afraid to retrain, taking short courses and going back to university to pursue my ambitions. While I'm still trying to figure out what my next career steps are, on my good days, I feel proud of myself for where I've been and how I've handled myself. I've made some of my best friends through work. I've learned how to be authentic and let go of the idea of a professional persona. I've had jobs where I spent most of my day laughing 
and I've been able to hone skills that feed into my passion projects, like this podcast. But most of all, I feel proud that I've kept going and been able to work in sectors that mean something to me to make ends meet. It's not always been easy and it still feels very much a work in progress, but it's one I'm beginning to understand that might not be the big failure I deem it to be. But my biggest failure, without a doubt, has been in feeling settled, in finding a place to call home, in putting down roots and feeling a sense of belonging. Some of my earliest memories are of feeling out of place, a sensation that lingered with me growing up and grew stronger as my relationship to my family disintegrated. Becoming estranged exacerbated this feeling and it remains with me to this day. Because how do you grow a sense of belonging? I could have let it destroy me. At 26, I felt so achingly alone in the world Even though I knew rationally, I still had brilliant people around me. They just weren't my family. And this is where Simple Pleasures comes in. Developing this practice of noticing what was around me, of focusing on what brought me joy, even when I felt a shell of a person, gave me permission to build the life I wanted. Simple pleasure by simple pleasure. Like children playing with building blocks, I started to stack these everyday joys together. And the life I wanted to build was free of societal expectations. It was about building community, nurturing and deepening friendships, about finding a place to call my own, trying on cities for size to see what fits. It was about squeezing in as many moments of joy into my day that I could, allowing space for it in my morning routine, my commute, learning how to slow down enough to notice and enjoy it when it was there. It's about reconnecting with my inner child and doing things I love and not worrying about whether I'm good at them or not. About creating a life I feel safe in that allows me to expand and explore who I am and who I might be. It's also about fostering meaning and leaving the world a little softer than when I found it. Finding ways to support people in my community who might need it. Being generous with my time and feeling connected to those around me. A life abundant in joy, connection and community. And so really, it was from my biggest failure that I developed and built my greatest power, Simple Pleasures. Which sounds really cliche and lofty, but it rings so true. I don't think Simple Pleasures as a practice, let alone a podcast, would exist in the same way it does and hold as much value and importance in my life without failing so badly at being part of my family. And when I think about it more, if I hadn't have failed at that, what I would have failed at would have been in listening to myself in valuing how I feel and in making necessary changes to allow myself to feel happy again. Which is something I'm so grateful I managed to do, despite the challenges and failures that lay in its wake. I'd go as far to say my estrangement is the thing I am most proud of in my life, and I think it might always hold that place. 
Looking back now, I don't know how I found the courage to follow through with it. It's the most terrified I've felt in my life. The most heartbroken. The loneliest and dangerously untethered. But it was also the most quietly confident I've been. I had never championed myself as much as I have in that moment. It was the most fiercely independent I'd had to be. It was only in failing so catastrophically that I was able to move forward in a way that would eventually allow me to inhabit my truest self. There are two main things that failure has taught me. The freedom and confidence to shape my life into what I want it to be and the daring to try. And I don't want to give you the impression here that I no longer get scared to do new things. I do. But the difference now is that one of the worst things has already happened. So I know I can handle whatever comes next. It's like a security blanket cushioning the ground beneath me. It encourages me to make the changes I want, like leaving jobs, changing careers, or expanding my life with people I love in ways I didn't think I would be able to do. But it also gives me confidence and stability to deal with the changes I don't choose, like losing jobs or having to find a new place to live. Those unexpected curveballs that life sometimes throws at you. There's a sturdiness that wasn't there before. If I made it through the worst point in my life, I can find a way through the next thing. A deep confidence that I have the tools and ability within myself to survive. But the joy now is that I have an expansive and loving chosen family that can help me. I no longer have to do it alone. Because that's where my failure list fails. Is that it doesn't take into account you. You with your specific desires and needs, with your unique history and experiences, with your dreams and ambitions. You as the complete, unique individual that you are. So yes, I might have failed at a lot of things, but that checklist at the top of the episode could never capture the sheer determination in finding where I want to live the joy of making friends up and down the country and across oceans. It misses the moments I've had to dig deep and build my resilience. In late nights spent balancing an Excel spreadsheet so I can pay off my debts and make ends meet for another month. In the continued and consistent striving to love my body as it is and all it can do for me in learning to love its softness rather than try relentlessly to get rid of it, in friendships that now feel like family and give me more security than I ever knew possible. This episode hasn't been about finding a silver lining in failures, but rather inviting you to view them in a different way. Because there's no denying that some failures are just failures. Like when I failed my PEGCSE, both theory and practical, or failed to have travel insurance until I was 32 and being blissfully unaware of the potential consequences. But there are other failures that when looked at a little closely, you'll find an expanse of growth and learning because of it. Where you'll feel a pinprick of pride for picking yourself back up again, 
or for how you managed a particular situation. There might even be some that when looked at a little closer aren't failures at all. You've just been told they are because they don't quite match up to the expectations we've grown up with. So for this episode's prompt, I invite you to spend a little more time reflecting on your own failures and just maybe finding a new way to look at them that reshapes the narrative into something that isn't a failure at all. Next episode is the last of this season, so stay tuned for the last snippet of Everyday Joy until 2024. Until then, take good care. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more simple pleasures before the next episode, then you can find me on Instagram at It's The Simple Pleasures, where I share my day-to-day everyday joys. From hot, buttery toast to having a chat in the supermarket. Hope to see you there. Until next time.